Happy Hour with the Home Collective. We are your hosts, Bill Ball, Mackenzie Blue, and Dina Siriano. It's Friday. It's 5 o'clock. What are you ladies drinking today? I am drinking. It's by Evil uh, Genius, which is right here in Fishtown. Um, and I don't know. There's two names on it, so I don't know which is the actual name, but I'll say both of them. It's... Uh, the Mimosa of Beers Brunch So Hard. It's an orange and mango IPA. Dude, you're drinking an IPA? Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. This is what... This is... Here it is. So, um, I feel like I still don't really know that much. I know IPAs are hoppy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Um, but, but I take, like, recommendations of people for beer because i just don't even know what to get to figure out what i'll like and i go puff this so that's even harder i think because i wasn't like in the store looking at this stuff firsthand um and so i'll go with anything that's like well someone recommended me this beer but i'll go with anything that's like citrusy and it's not bad i actually really like it oh yeah i love a citrus ipa there's some good ones out there um, just citrusy beer in general is really good. And GoPuff is like so clutch nowadays with getting beer. I do it all the time. I get Modelo from them all the time. What's the um, what's the upcharge on that? Uh, I, it's like relatively expensive, I'm pretty sure. You could sign up. There's like a, th- a thing you can pay a flat fee for the year and then you're not really getting banged up on the upcharge. Because um, I did really? it. Cause, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like Amazon Prime for beer delivery. Yeah, but that wasn't really the only reason why I would try to get GoPuff. Like, Mary gets, like, frozen pizzas from them all the time. She'll get, like, Red Baron pizza, which is, like, the best frozen pizza, in, in our opinion. But, um, yeah, GoPuff is the bomb. Um, I'm drinking the Wawa uh, 2SP coffee stout. And technically, this is a, a holiday beverage, but um, I haven't gotten around to it because I don't really drink stouts. Um it's heavy yeah it seems like it but it kind of reminds me of the mad elf like i'm uh not too heavy actually um it tastes like chocolate to me but it tell it says it's flavored with cinnamon and nutmeg and all that all that stuff um and it's six percent alcohol and it's a 16 ounce can but it's pretty good like especially for this time of year I, i recommend it when did wawa start producing alcoholic beverages I think this is year, it, I th- I think this is new, but I don't know. What do you, what were you gonna say, Ken's? Is it is it by Wawa or is it just a beer company that used like Wawa coffee? <laughs> right, it's two okay. SP, which is the brewery. All right, so oh, okay. yeah, they they're brewing the beer and using Wawa coffee. Yeah, they're using Wawa's Winter Reserve coffee, um, and and two SP is from Aston, okay. PA. So this is like a local brewer. I was going to say, if Wawa started making alcoholic beverages, I feel like I would be notified immediately. Like, there's no way I wouldn't know Why that. Why is that? You know? Because that would be crazy. That would be great if you could just run to a Wawa and get, like, all your alcohol. Oh, yeah. That would be the bomb. Well, we probably wouldn't be able to do that in PA anyway, but right, right. probably just on the <laughs> shelves at your distributor. So, how's the stout? It's it's good. You would like it, Bill. It's kind of like Madoff, to be honest. Yeah, it's not bad. I don't, I, you know, I'm sure I'll feel a jolt later if there's like caffeine in this fucking thing, but who knows? Uh. <laughs> but I'm excited. I mean, 
my buddy Aaron gave these to me um, over the holidays. So now the you know the show is a good excuse to to drink one. What do you what do you got, Bill? What are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, bourbon, uh, Johnny Drum. It is a fifty percent delicious bourbon. Uh oh. Yeah, I know. So I'll probably be like Mackenzie on an eight percent beer. <laughs> check on me in eleven minutes. Can't wait. Um, uh, you should already check on me now. I think. <laughs> wait, what's the percentage of that when you said six? McKenzie? Of mine? Yeah. Um, six point five. All right, we have two beers and a bourbon. So anyway, uh, cheers, ladies. Happy happy hour. Cheers. Cheers. Should we change the name of this podcast to Two Beers and a Bourbon? Because that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be stuck with bourbon though, every every week. Not stuck. Stuck's the wrong word. I love bourbon, but sometimes I like to switch it up. Yeah, you don't want to commit. But this is like that's bourbon season. What do you what do you say this is like the best time to drink bourbon? I would yeah, I mean wintertime typically, but I mean I like scotch, I like different beers. Might drink a wine once in a while, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't wanna, pigeonhole yeah, Bill. Yeah, I don't want to be. No. Yeah, I don't want to be the bourbon guy every week. No. All right. Well, it just had a good flow to it. <laughs> that is actually a good name. Maybe we'll steal it. We'll see. Should we make another podcast? <laughs> another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh God, we're gonna get yeah. sued. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're we're limping through this one, so let's not go right. on to another one just yet. Seriously, yeah. Right, that's true. Slow your roll. Speaking of Wawa, did you guys hear that uh, they opened their first drive-through only store in like the Bucks County area in in Morrisville? Um, and they're like serving burgers, fries, all that kind of new stuff that they were already set to um, roll out, but it's being featured at this place and. I think it's it's drive through only, like you can't go in store, um, but it's the first one of its kind. Did you guys see that? That sounds amazing. I'm a huge fan of drive through spots, but I didn't know about that. Yeah, I think this also would be the time when Wawa selling alcohol would be unbelievable. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I a girl like can should, dream. Yeah, okay. we, should, we should email them, like send them. A, a joint email from the three of us like yeah. hey we're just thinking let's email the ceo of wawa okay yeah let's do it so what's their plan they're they're trying to put drive-throughs um throughout the country this is the first one or do we know if they're putting mm-hmm. any more in philly or this is kind of like too new to know bill you're asking way too many questions okay we- <laughs> Don't know anything. Okay, um, sorry. This, this is the, the first one of its kind. I'm sure that they're putting this in place and just seeing how it goes. Like if the sales are enough that they can continue plopping them everywhere, you know? I feel like they're going to crush it. I just have oh, this feeling because yeah. like I feel like Wawa can't do anything wrong. I honestly feel that way. And like... I don't think people don't want to go in the stores right now. So this is the timing couldn't be more perfect. And there's, they're like going, or there's like a Wawa in Florida right now. I feel like they're everywhere. They're, they're yeah. going to take over. So um, they're going to do really well. Um, we should buy stock. 
honestly. Oh my god, that's such a good idea. <laughs> I think they're a private company, but um, no. I love dri- <laughs> I love a drive-through. You know, my my buddy always ta- is talking about. You know, it just comes up in conversation how he has a Starbucks drive-through, and I, I guess they have them in the burbs here. I don't even know, but I know I don't have access to one, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a fan of Dunkin' Coffee, although I am a big fan of McDonald's coffee. But then they stopped serving that coffee at 11. And if I want an afternoon, there's no drive-through uh, coffee for me. So I would love a drive-through coffee place nearby. Um, Hell yeah. Dunkin' is trash. I want to say that. I also want to say <laughs> McDonald's. Let's deep dive into that because what? McDonald's coffee is delicious. I mean, I don't have you, you. You haven't had it. No, Dina. No, I had it like once, um, like five years ago in Arizona, because we were driving through Arizona, and honestly, it tasted like dirt water. So I will give my partner Mary a shout out. That tasted like dirt water. Um, it was horrible, and I feel like it made me even more tired. I don't know how, but it didn't help. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you you do respect my coffee game, correct? I mean, Absolutely. You, like it's been well established. You know, I like good coffee. Absolutely, yes. I've sent you both. I think videos of me making the coffee, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I don't play yeah. around. I take my coffee extremely serious. McDonald's coffee is up on my Mount Rushmore of coffees. Are you? It's in my serious? top four. I am dead serious. Oh my god! Yeah, just let that sink in. We're gonna get death threats. I feel like because <laughs> you right. said that. Wait, That's don't, a statement. <laughs> don't be a la- don't be a labelist. Don't worry about it because it's McDonald's. It can't be good. It's got to be. F- I'm telling you, it's delicious. So. You're gonna have to try it now. I would, I would think. I mean, we like La Cologne. We like the same style coffee, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Mackenzie, I think they take credit cards. So, <laughs> yeah, oh my god, you know, there's no excuse, right? Oh, that was gonna be my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know what? McDonald's has all the money in the world. You would hope that they were producing good coffee somehow. They weren't like just serving anything they weren't just winging it or phoning it in so that's really good news that's good to hear where which mcdonald's do you go to like so um there's a mcdonald's um at like 24th and argon in south philly Mm -hmm. and when i would be at the gym in the morning and knew i was out of coffee at home i would swing through the drive-thru get two for me and Sheena. And if I don't have coffee, I'll go get it. But mostly I have coffee, so I'm really not out getting it that much. But um, if I could get their whole bean, the same bean that they make in their facilities, I don't even want to, I don't call them restaurants. I don't know what they are, but you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Right, right. If I can actually get that bean, I would buy that bean um, in bulk and I would make that. But the, they do sell McDonald's coffee in like in like the supermarket, but it's usually ground. I don't think it's the mm. same bean, and uh, so I it's, I just get it as a treat. But I'm telling you, all right. So let's do this, all right. For the next show, you two have to go get a McDonald's coffee. You have to. We have to do it. We have to talk. We have to do a coffee talk. Okay, oh, <laughs> just, for just for a few okay. minutes. Just for a few minutes. I know this this show is about alcoholic beverages, but just promise me you'll you'll get a coffee. Try it out now. Let me give you a couple 
of uh, pointers. It comes extremely hot. You have to wait. Mm-hmm. You have to wait for it to like cool down. Just and not because you're going to burn yourself, but because it tastes better. It, it has to be a little bit cooler. And sip it. And Mackenzie, you have to do the chew and the swish and let it come down. Not like when you're in college and you're doing the beer bong, and this is why you don't know what hops are to this day. You have to actually taste it for a minute and then let it go down. I drink alcohol and coffee very differently, so that is offensive that you would even think that I drink them the same. We have a deal? We have a deal, ladies? Yeah, Yeah. obviously I'm going to be driving to McDonald's and getting two coffees, one for myself and one for my neighbor, Mackenzie. Yeah, I was going to say. Then, yeah, <laughs> obviously, I got you. Um, <laughs> hell yeah. And I might get the fries for later. <gasps> I'll get you good. fries too. Oh, okay. Thank you. Such yeah. a good choice. Can mm-hmm. I add um, creamer to it? Because I, I never drink black coffee. However you drink your coffee, okay. make it like that. If you put cream and sugar, do it. Compare it to your other coffees. That's fine. Because you, you're not going to know then how good it is if you drink it black and you drink all your other coffee with cream and sugar, right? Right. I'm going to do it this weekend. I feel like that's, that's a good coffee when we're like out on appointments, Bill. Well, the problem is I don't think they ha- they don't have it all day, right? Because I think they stop, you know how they stop their breakfast or whatever at like 11. So I don't think you can get it in the afternoon. That's the problem. Because I have my three o'clock coffee, which would be nice. Or if I was out yeah. on the street anywhere and I just wanted to, you know, in the late afternoon. But that's part of the other problem. Yeah. It's very mysterious, this McDonald's setup. I don't know if you've heard of them before, but it's mysterious. They can do what they want. You know what I mean? They do whatever, <laughs> they, whatever play they want. They play by their own rules. They've had some success. Um, great marketing to really create demand over You can only get it through a specific set hours. Like, genius. I mean, it's like breakfast right before mm-hmm. they were serving it all the time like you had to get it before 11 right bill is that what you're saying yeah they, they have like a, i guess they have their breakfast menu goes to maybe 11 and then they take you can't get it like an egg sandwich after 11 you know what i mean I, i'm assuming they stop making coffee i think i'm not 100 percent certain on that maybe you can get it later in the day but i wouldn't trust it I'll get it in the morning because who knows, maybe they left it on the burner all day and they made that at eight o'clock in the morning and now it's five o'clock at night and it's been burning on this burner. Ew. So it's got to be oh, in the morning, guys. I know. I know. Oh my God. That's disgusting. I'm going to be like, hey, or hey, McDonald's, when are you, when are you open? Like, what are your hours? Aren't, is, aren't they 24 hours, dude? I think so. I, well, they're individually. If not, owned, I'm going so- to Oregon Diner. <laughs> they're in, they're individually owned, so it, I think it just depends on right depends on the location. I mean, so are Dunkin' Donuts, and those are pretty much all twenty four hour. I'm pretty sure. Yes, know? pretty much. Yeah, I mean, you guys hate Dunkin'. I don't, but that's controversial. Yeah, that's a hot topic, and I feel like that's for another another show. We can get into that because okay, I just need to say one thing about Dunkin'. Every time. You go there and order the same drink. It's different. And that's what I don't like. (laughs) There's no consistency whatsoever. Well, if they're messing up an eight ounce cup of coffee with cream and sugar, they've got bigger problems. I can't. They They add so much cream and sugar. They like to party. What? I mean, 
They do. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah. Like they're just usually jammed with people. So if you say cream and sugar, you're just getting a, you know, a gigantic scoop of both. Absolutely. It is like cake in a cup. You're eating. It's dessert. Like, but it reminds me of like going to the shore. That's when I drink that. Nostalgic. Yeah, that's it. The bean's too light for me. Like I drink it black anyway, so they can't really jack it up. It's the bean. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, when you get a whole when you get whole bean coffee, if it's brown, nah, I, I'm not I'm not going to be into it. It's, mm-hmm. it's got to be it's black or almost black, and then yeah, I, you, you know I like, you like a, dark. a dark roast. Yes, yeah. I like a dark roast. McDonald's. I, I'm going to go there. It's happening. Bill is like um, Larry David in Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> when he's bringing the bag of beans back from <laughs> yeah. the wedding. Yeah, he's got he the has beans. to wait for the plane. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> we keep oh talking about that. We keep coming back to that show. I know. It's so good. A running it's theme. So- you watched the whole season, Ken's? No, not yet. Okay. Okay. I'm like, I think I'm on the John Hamm episode, actually. It's Bill's favorite episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good episode. Just to shift gears real quick, I wanted to tell you guys that me and Sheena went to Dan's open house on Sunday at his renovation project at uh, 1334 South 22nd Street. Have you seen the pictures of his house? Oh, I'm obsessed. Yeah. It's amazing. It's great. It came out really, really well. Yeah. I love it because the facade has so much character. So it's not like there's just, it's it's like a nice blend of new and old. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. photos look so good. On what you were saying, there's good character I think from from the exterior, even from the interior, but they did a good job of like modernizing it, but still keeping those parts of the house that have that character, you know? I got to walk it when it was a shell um, before they started the work. So it was a lot of fun to see it finished. We don't normally talk about listings here, but just in case anyone wants to follow along and check out these photos. And it was a lot of fun to uh, see the finished product. What's the address, Bill? 1334 South 22nd Street. Okay. So anyway, it was really cool to see that. All right, Dina, in this segment, we are going to continue doing our expectations for different scenarios. So... We're going to be talking about new construction, the new construction process, and how it's different between project to project. There's no there's no two projects the same. So it all depends on what phase the project's in and what the builder offers. Every one of them is different. So we're going to get into a little bit about just kind of an overview of what buyers can expect when they go to purchase a new construction property. Yeah, we can call this what to expect when you're expecting new construction. (laughs) Hashtag that. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. So there are all different scenarios when buying new construction, and it really just depends on what phase the project's in. Yep. Meaning it could be 100% completed, which is easy, right? The helm's there. Um, You're treating it almost just like a regular resale where you could see everything in front of you. Really, that's the tricky part with new construction. A lot of it is it's not finished, so you can't see it. So that's the tricky part. So, But there are instances where the home's done. So you can go under contract, do your 10-day due diligence, do your inspections, and you can close in 35 days versus the home didn't even break ground yet. We think we know when we're going to break ground, and here's our estimated completion date. 
Oh, yeah. There's a lot more variables there. Yeah. And then everything in between, <laughs> right? right? So you yeah. have 100% complete versus have not broken ground yet. We have no idea when we're going to be completed. I think where buyers in general get could get frustrated the most is when they run into things that they didn't expect. And mm -hmm. as realtors, if we can give a buyer the overview and the expectation of what this deal is going to seem like, what we think it's going to be and what it could be and some of the issues we can run into, if you give them all that information up front, then when things happen during the deal, they can kind of go with the flow. Absolutely. And they'll be happier in the long run. Exactly. If you go into the deal saying everything's going to be perfect, we're going to close on time, this house is going to have this and it's going to be done and we're going to be great, you, you might be setting yourself up for, Absolutely. for, for some, some disappointed people later on. Yeah. Don't ask for a Zillow review after that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Bill, like if I wanted to buy new construction and I was a buyer and I said, hey, you know, we, we're interested in new construction. What would be the first few things that you would say to me in the consultation? So, you know, when we're talking to buyers and, they, and if they definitely want a new construction house, you, you obviously just want to know why. You, you probably think, well, they just want a brand new house. That could be the case. But what if there's something custom they want in the house? What if they want to buy pre-construction, meaning they didn't break ground yet, the, the builder didn't break ground yet, and they mm -hmm. need a certain room to be not have a doorway and just an open flex space, you know, so you, you have to find out why they want new construction. If it, the answer is they just want brand new, never lived in, okay, you have a ton of options. But right. if they want something custom, if they say, I can't find a home with these floors, these cabinets, these these this hardware style, then you're like, oh, okay, I might have to find something pre, I'm going to have to find something pre-construction and select these items. Are there certain neighborhoods right now that are very like new construction, like there are good new construction projects out there that you would, that pop into your head? Buildings going on around everywhere, right? You can have a, a large project, let's say in East Kensington or, mm. or anywhere really, but just trying to think of places where there's a lot of ground and not a lot of development, but you can have a one-off right? You can have a home in the middle of a block in Bella Vista, right? That's, yeah. that's a builder's just doing one property. He's taking it all the way down. He's going to pour a new foundation. It's going to be brand new construction. So in that case, he, they're probably just going to, you know, finish that home and then list it. So it's probably going to be done. But there are mm -hmm. times where, you know, builder will ask the agent, listen, let, let's list it now, pre-construction, see what, see if we get any nibbles. So I've been in deals like that where, you know, it's a, it's a one house and I got in there early. I got in at like the framing stage. It was, it wasn't even on the market yet, but they were framed inside. I got the buyers in and we, they were able to pick a lot of their hardware. They were able to pick their floors and stuff like that. Um, so there's, there's deals like that where th that seller, for example, really wasn't prepared to sell the property that way. Right. So there wasn't like this spec sheet that they can show us of what was going into the property. Mm -hmm. They were like, we're just going to list this. Right. They were just going to, yeah. they, they wasn't, yeah, they were going to finish it first and then list it. So there's all these different scenarios. That's the thing with new construction. There's all these different scenarios. That was one, right? But then you can have 
a builder putting up 15 properties that's sold pre-construction before. And he oh, can yeah. give you the floor plans and give you a spec sheet and say, this is exactly what's going in. And I'm going to let you select the floors, the cabinets, the appliance package, and just those things, right? Like that, those are the kind of deals that actually are a little bit smoother because the builder knows, you know, he's just saying, look, these are the things you can change and we're good with that. They all cost the same. Or there might be an upgrade charge for this appliance package versus that one. Yeah, it's not their first rodeo. It's not, a, you know, a one-off like you said. It's more of a, you know, a, a fine-tuned machine at that point. They're like, yeah, we have, it's a community. Like, was it? Kensington Courts. There's like a whole little community over there and they have like 12. And they're like, all right, well, nine of the 12 are left. Like, these are what, this is what we have in stock. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they may even have a model home. I don't know. I haven't been over there, but there are instances where you might even be able to walk through a spec home that's finished. So, you know, it just depends on the project itself. So it's hard to give any one scenario when we're talking about an overview of new construction because each project is unique in its own way. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I guess- I think that's a good thing because you know your your house nine times out of 10 isn't like anybody else's, which is kind of great. Um, or, you know, it's, it's your process. Your home buying process isn't just this thing that everybody goes through. You have your own story there too, which I like to think about. Like everybody has their own little story and journey that they go on with, you know, their team, their lender, their agent. Like I think I still to this day think about my first time buying a house and it was a crazy quote unquote journey, but it kind of like crafts your experience in that place. And it's our jobs to keep it positive, you know, and protect our, our client, which um, I take a lot of pride in. And I, I know you do too, Bill. So, I mean, these, this is an important conversation. New construction is not for the faint of heart. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I agree with you. So it's and again, it it's getting back to like the way you can protect your client is to to have these conversations and let them know what's what the expectations could be. And buying a house, it's it's the one of the biggest purchases you're ever going to make. So of course, one of the first things that come to mind is okay. Well, what about price? In my mind, negotiations are different with a new construction versus a standard home that's been lived in, right? That's just going on the market. There's different marketing tactics with that. So like if it's pre-market and it's a custom home, what is your negotiation? Like what is the room? What is the ceiling and the cap there? Like what? how do you set expectations with that? Negotiating new construction in a project of multiple properties, where it's different is builder's want to protect their base sales price. Let's just yep. say the base sales price for new construction property, let's just say it's it's 5.99. And okay. then they'll show you the spec sheet and what's going into the property. And then if you want upgrades beyond what the spec sheet is showing you, it'll the builder will give you costs for those. So then that price will continue to go up. In my experience, 
you have a better chance of negotiating the upgrades than the base price. And I actually think it's a good thing because if you look at it from the builder's point of view, he has to protect the base price. Let's pretend in this scenario, a builder's selling 10 homes, right? Okay. Let's say he sold five already and he's got a $5.99 base price. He really can't go below that $5.99 because now he has to protect the other five people that are already invested into this project. You don't want to then start selling homes at uh, you know, $5.50. Right. right. Oh, yeah. Because you just locked up all these other people at $5.99. So it's kind of an honorable thing, too. Like you want to be able to protect your number, right? from Mm -hmm. everybody else who's investing in the project. So if you want to negotiate, I would say you try to negotiate upgrades. Maybe you want to, you want a floor, a floor thrown in for like half the cost or, or a different appliance package or something like that. You have a better shot at getting that done than the base price. And if it's a hot project in a hot neighborhood, you're probably not getting anything. I mean, you're probably paying base price and you're going to pay for upgrades and that's it. So I've been right. involved in those two. Like um, in Pashionk, you mean? Um, there was a project uh, further south that was a huge project and the base price was what it was and the upgrades were what they were and that was it. And that basically was the deal. Um, and I think some buyers get off put by that because they're like, oh, this is real estate and I know things are negotiable and and that type of thing. Yeah. When you're dealing with a homeowner who's been on the market for 60 days, there's going to be wiggle room. But when you're dealing with a pre-construction and they know they have a high commodity, if they do, if the market's right and they do, then there's there's just no wiggle room. You're you're not going to get because they know if you go away, they'll have somebody else come in, pay that. So like I said, each scenario is different, right? So it just it just depends on where the project is. Is it hot? Have they pre-sold a bunch of homes already and they know they have a hot commodity there? Then you don't have mm-hmm. anything. You have no wiggle room as a buyer. You're going to buy it. And nine times out of 10, you already have that gut feeling and you already know where you're walking yeah. into. You know, yeah, you know going in. You know where the property is, right? And uh, you get a feel for the market. You You know that um, oh my God, they pre-sold half these already. Uh, you know, yep. you, you don't have wiggle room. Now, if it's a project that's been sitting, if, if it's a downtime and you, you have a little bit of wiggle room there, obviously. But um, I'm just going to say that builders want to protect their base number because they have to get, you know, all the, all the other homes that they sold, they need, they need that appraisal value for these people to get mortgages and and again, really, you know, obviously they want to make as much as they can, obviously, but it's also too about protecting those that who, who have already invested. You, how do you go back to those first five and say, yeah, I just sold the last five with a hundred thousand dollar discount? <laughs> you can't. Yeah, can you imagine? You know, oh my gosh. You, you know, you can't do that. Okay. So another question I have for you, Bill Ball. When, let's say it is a property that is not yet completed. Um, you know, let's say it's just like, like drywall hasn't been complete yet, right? It's like studs and all that stuff. How many, how many times can you expect to walk through that property throughout the the process? What would you say? Builders typically 
we'll let you come in and, and walk through. I hate to say whenever you want, but it's it's true. I mean, they're pretty flexible that way. But if there's nothing new to see, why are you going there? So right. it, after it's framed, you know, let's pretend you bought something pre-construction. They broke ground, they poured the foundation, they framed the outside, and then they framed the rooms inside. That's kind of when maybe the first time you probably want to go check it out. If you want to measure, mm-hmm. you want to measure the rooms. I mean, you have the floor plan, so you know the measurements. It really shouldn't even be an issue. But if it's a Sunday and the guys aren't working, you want to walk through just to see the rooms framed out, you could do that. Um, and then maybe after the plumbing's in and the electric's in, and maybe right before they sheetrock to close up everything behind the walls, they'll let you walk through again. I mean, you can even write up where you want to do like a mini inspection at that point. If you want to bring in an inspector at that point, just check it out. You could, They'll probably let you do that. But you have to remember too, like the city's already checking that stuff out too. True. Um, to close up permits and that kind of thing. But typically after each phase, they have no problem. They understand you want to just see it. So after it's closed up, then maybe you, after the floors go in, maybe you want to check it, they'll let you come in or after the kitchen's in, you know. So it just, it just depends. If there's things to see, they don't, they don't care. They'll let you, they'll let you walk it, but it's, it's usually easier to go on Sundays or <laughs> when the guys yeah. aren't working because you don't want to get in there in anybody's way. When it, no. You don't want to be in there on a construction site anyway. Ew, no. No one wants to be there. <laughs> All right. Go when the Eagles are playing. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, plus, that's the exciting part when you get to walk through, like, throughout the different stages. Like, that. that's my dream. I want a new construction house someday. And I just want to walk through and, like, take pictures of every stage and then have a little photo album on my shelf that I never open again. Like, that's great. <laughs> um, I've seen, I've seen every, almost every scenario where a buyer has totally customized a property. They changed floor plans. They picked everything down to the hardware, like what the doorknobs are going to look like. And let me tell you, by the end, they're so exhausted and they'll never do that again. So it's definitely oh God, not yeah. for everybody. Honestly, <laughs> ideally as a builder has a spec sheet, he says you could pick the floors, the cabinets, the countertops, the backsplash, the appliance package. That's pretty much it. <laughs> and uh, that that's, that's usually... Um, that's usually simplest ones or the, the, the least stressful ones to do. Because to be honest with you, most buyers don't do this stuff. Or they're not interior designers. They don't do this stuff. No, people need guidance. And it's not something that anyone should take offense to. You should embrace it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so the builders that are that are organized and that say, no. And sometimes there's builders that will have color schemes already laid out. They'll say, look, what option do you want, A, B, or C? And then option A may be dark floors, light cabinets, and, mm-hmm. you know, like a granite, dark gray countertop. And then option B might be light floors, dark cabinets, like it'll be reverse. So that's nice, too, when a buyer can just come in and say, okay, give me option C, and we're good. I'm out of here. <laughs> you know? Beautiful. It's yeah. great. Yeah. And you're kind of addressing everything. There's so much to talk about with new construction. I feel like we briefly touched upon the subject. We'll revisit it again and um, we'll pick it back up in the future in another episode. Maybe we'll bring on an agent that's, that has a new construction project or we'll bring on a builder and we'll we'll get into it a little bit deeper. But I feel like as an overview, I think we kind of touched on enough. I think this is a good start, Bill. Let's put a pin in it. I think this was super informative. 
I took a lot of notes and I appreciate <laughs> your, your knowledge of the topic. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, talking about new construction again in the future. Uh, but we got it. It's happy hour, man. We have, we have some drinking to All do. Right, so well, let's, let's get back to it. Let's get back to the show. All right. We'll do this later. Thank you. No problem. Thanks. Bye. Um, Bill, you mentioned that you like to drink wine occasionally. You're not a, a always bourbon type of guy, which fine. But um, I want <laughs> to <you>. give you, <laughs> I want to uh, give you a, an idea because Fishtown Social. Have you ever been there? No. Dina, have you ever been there? Oh yeah, I love it there, Bill. It's on Frankfurt. It's right near that uh, house that I showed for you that one okay. time for the for the your client who bought that house on Almond. It's like right there. The bomb, yeah. Um, they are now offering ten dollar draft wine, so they'll bottle like a what is whatever on draft for ten dollars. Um, and a hundred percent of the proceeds go to charity. So, right now, their current keg is a I think it's sustainable, but it's a Pinot Grigio, and a hundred percent of the proceeds are going to Paper Mill Food Hub, um, which is a local charity that gives food and essential items to families in in kensington and north philly but that changes um i don't know if it's weekly or monthly like like how frequently these things change but ten dollar bottles of wine on draft and good wine that yeah, yeah. Dude, their wine is so good you will easily spend 150 bucks going Whoa. in there oh i did yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. I like the charity aspect, but you know, I, I, I feel bad to run in there just to get the wine. So can we sit down in there and eat yet? Like what what else can you get there? They do have they have a menu. I know that and they have outdoor seating right now. I know they the last time I was in there was right after Christmas. And they basically I mean, you couldn't dine indoors yet then, but on a you know, pre pandemic you you can eat in there. They have a full menu. Um and you could also. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm assuming you can also just get takeout too, right? I guess you can call for takeout, yeah. go pick it up, and then get a bottle of wine to go oh, with your sure. meal. And then the money's going to charity anyway, which is really cool. What's the right. what's, oh, the, yeah. what's the name of it? Fishtown Social. It's on like I, the address is literally fifteen twenty five twenty five Frankfurt Ave. So it's right on Frankfurt. Bill, that place is awesome. They have some really good, like red. I know you like a red wine. They have really good stuff and it's like a small like selection um and the people who work there know what they're talking about that's Uh, awesome what kind of what kind of food i got their website up now i've only eaten there once um so i think they have a pretty small menu but i i don't know enough to speak to it Uh it says that they do like i think the cocktails and wine and beer are their prominent things but they do like shareable small plates so just like little appetizers while you're drinking. I got, I got, uh, actually I'm looking at them on Yelp. I know exactly where this is. I've passed this a million times and I'm looking at the photos inside. I can't wait to go sit in somewhere and eat. I'm dying. I just can't wait. Right now, yeah. I guess it's, the, I just read it's the 16th where it's going to be indoor dining, but it's limited. And they're even saying that, I don't know, they kind of, the article I just read kind of insinuated that even the patrons need to wear masks at all times unless you're eating. So I don't know if you have to keep putting it up if the food's taken away. I mean, that's kind of a pain in the ass, but um, I can't wait to go and just sit down. 
Where are you going to go? Where's your first spot? Man, I don't know. Um, Such a good question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably the closest joint I can find, <laughs> which is usually like the Navy Yard for me. Um, oh, yeah. I like Bar and me, so I like to just go. I would love to just go walk in and sit down, but I'm looking at the photos of this place and I mean, anywhere. I would go anywhere right now. <laughs> like, let me in. Fishtown Social is a really good date spot. So- when it's nice out and you could sit outside and eat too, you should take Sheena there because um, you could be like people watch, share plates. You can drink some good stuff. That's a really good date spot in my opinion. I know where I'm going to go as soon as we can eat in- indoors and feel where? safe. Go ahead. Barbuzzo. Barbuzzo. Oh, I love that place. So good. Their whipped ricotta Dude. is like oh, another level. Right? Oh my God, their pizza, everything. Their, uh, what's the dessert they do? People are going to want to punch me in the face for not knowing this off the top <laughs> of my head, I swear to God. But their food is so good. And the way, it, just the the restaurant and the experience being in there and how it's like dimly lit, you could see everybody cooking. Like it, the location's awesome. I, I miss it so much. I can't wait. That's my number one pick. Um, that's a good one. Are you guys both uh, dessert orderers? Like, will you order dessert when you're at a restaurant? I never do. I never think about it. Nah, I don't think so. Um, unless it's like, unless there's like a group of people and like somebody else wants to get dessert, then I'm cool with it. But I'm not the one initiating dessert, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we are. Um, we'll, but we'll order one and we'll split it. So, um They'll come. They'll come over with like two spoons or two knives and get. I mean, two spoons or two forks and give us a, the, the dessert because I just want to taste. And Sheena's likes dessert a lot, so yeah, we usually get one and split it. Well, see, then I'd get dessert with you guys. If you want dessert? <laughs> then I'm down. Mary doesn't eat dessert. She's not a dessert person. So really, I'm deprived. I got if you. I'm I being gotcha. honest. Yeah, they're usually too big. Anyway, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I typically can't make the decision. Like, I want all the things. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, because I'll usually just get a tiramisu because I love it. Um, but like, I don't know. There, there could be some wild stuff out there. Like, but uh, I'm not going to be like, Mayor, can you just sit here and while I eat this dessert? Like, no, it's not really what's going to happen. But um, if you guys were there, then I would crush something for sure. <laughs> what about you, Ken? Where are you going to go? I, you have to have something oh. in mind. Yeah, yeah, I do. I think the first place that I would go, because this place is closed um, right now, like fully closed, they're not even doing outdoor dining, is uh, Tradici, which is close to Barbuzo. Have you ever been? Ooh, no. Oh, my God. I love it. I This is uh, such a weird thing to note, but I'm going to note it anyway. They have a dish that's um, broccoli and avocado with like these they're like little black seeds i don't even know what they are on top and it is so good Ooh. i know that's strange but it's so good and i feel like i i really miss it i feel like that's the place that i would go first it sounds great so it's italian food mhm um yeah yeah but they have like a an eclectic menu i would say it's not it's not like with your pasta meatball type of italian <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that dina Hear, yeah, I heard hear what that. she was saying. I don't know yeah. how I feel about that, I'm but I'm going to sure. let it go. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm going to let it go right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm going to, I'm going to, 
So when I say that, oh, I'm going to deposit know. that in the back we of my know. mind, and I'm and I'm going to save that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to forget I, it. It's not your chicken I, parmesan. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I felt that. Mm-hmm. I felt that in my bones. Yeah, samesies. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying one is better than the other at all. Uh huh. You just know, digging, they're, just they're digging deeper, equal. man. Just digging. Mm-hmm. Keep swimming. Yeah, they're equal but different. <laughs> Six percent kicking in. Here it is. Things I regret already. Uh, Good. I stand by it, though. I stand by it. We have to. Mm -hmm. We have to. Real quick, I went to the office on Monday for a settlement for the first time, and I realized we are so close to monks. Yeah. And that is the ultimate, like, beer spot. Yeah. In the city. I agree. So we've got to go there. Yeah. That we have to go there. They make a bomb veggie burger too. Oh, love so, that. Yeah. And they have, they do a lot of kegs for charity and they have like really rare beers and they, ha- it's just, that place is amazing. It is. And I, that was the only place I was like, if I could save one establishment in the food industry in Philadelphia, it would be Monk's. Oh, wow. Not that they're in jeopardy or anything, but they were the, they were the ones I was like, please God protect monks at all costs you know what's hard to imagine i i i have hope that it's coming right but it's just hard to imagine us all being the being in the office working or maybe on our you know meeting day our meetings day is tuesday and then going over to monks and it's packed and us getting a table for eight of us or whatever sitting down and having beer doesn't that seem like <laughs> It's oh, hard to yeah. imagine. Like I hope, hope it's coming soon, but it's just so hard to uh, vision right now. Not to be a downer, but it's just it's just difficult because it's just been so long. And you're like, are we? Can we do that? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, we're, we're. I feel like we're all gonna appreciate it so much more when we can do that, and it will look differently. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but. I feel like we're going to get, you know, a lift home no matter what, if you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but it's going to be it's going to be um, special, as corny as that sounds. But I'm looking forward to it. I f- don't feel like it's going to happen anytime soon to just, yeah. you know, volley back on the downer moment. But uh, it, it, it'll happen. It'll it'll happen. It has to. It's like one of the most important things to people because it means so much it's not just about the food the drink it's about the experience who you're with you know all that good stuff and that those are the things that people people look forward to that's why we work so hard in order to do those things you know what i'm saying so um i don't know if monks can handle us (laughs) but i have never been to monks which crazy i know but we all expected it from me surprises no one (laughs) <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but I actually just had a conversation with someone about monks, and the thing that they brought up was a, a sour, fruity beer is like one of the best things on the menu from there. Yeah. Which is so interesting because I don't even know if I like sours, but I was like, I have to go there just to try this now. It's but their, like that, yes, their sour, beer. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Such an obscure thing to like be like, this is the one thing that you have to go to this establishment for, you know? Oh, yeah. It's really good. 
You you can handle it. It's great. It's like it's like a it's and it's also like just tight in there. It's usually packed, and it just reminds you of like just an old school, almost European style pub. Because there's no mm. room. Like you go in and there's just these little tables and the bar's right to your left and everybody's kind of squished and you're kind of maneuvering. <laughs> Typically, right, Dina? That's how it is. It's yep. usually just like, and the dining room in the back is just, looks like a big beer hall. Everybody's sitting down close and just having fun, drinking beers and it's loud and food's great. And uh, yeah, it's a great atmosphere. I kind of picture it similarly to like Good Dog. It's similar. A- it's a lot bigger, I think, right, Dean? Okay. Yeah, good dogs. Good dog is bigger. No, you think good dog's bigger, isn't it? No, maybe well, I'm wrong. You're thinking maybe that front room of yeah. of um monks. Monks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, so fifty percent bourbon kicking in. Yeah, um, there you go. The front room. This is why it's better when we drink alcohol. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> the front room of monks is 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 smaller than good dog, but I think the I think the back. I, you know what? They're probably similar. They're just different layouts. You know, got you. Okay, yeah. uh, but it has that vibe. It does have that vibe. I would say they're my favorite kind of spots. Spots oh, yeah. like monks. You'll like it, Ken's. You will, because I th- I have a feeling you're gonna I'm like sure. the sour that they. Yeah, I I have a feeling too. We're gonna go there. That is literally the first place we're going. And even if it's just the three of us, no offense to the other, the rest of our amazing team. But if we can't get a table for eight, and we can get a table for three, I'm gonna. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna. So yeah. I'm gonna choose the three. Like. Uh, we need to go. That's the first spot on yeah. a Tuesday. Well, I've been saying since the beginning of this that I want to go somewhere and, and do flights. Even uh, Mackenzie's drinking that evil genius. I went there for flights. That's on Front oh, Street, yeah, right? Yeah. It's on Front. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've been there like I think the first weekend they opened and I got some flights there. So I, I still want to do that. I think that would be fun just to do flights. Oh, yeah. You know? All right, ladies, we're coming towards the end of the show. Uh, let's do a quick beverage review. Mackenzie, how was your beverage? Um, it was great. Highly recommend for an IPA, which we've established that I probably don't like. Uh, I like it. Can you tell me what it was again? I, I don't remember. Yeah, it was the uh, Evil Genius. It's brunch so hard and it's a, a orange and mango IPA. It's called the Mimosa of Beers. Oh, I guess in the morning, if you don't want a mimosa and you want a beer, that's the substitute. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Exactly. You have to drink this at 11 a.m. Well, you know, there's so many different options of beer. Why not schedule them like that? That's Absolutely. my OCD. So I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> brunch beer. Dina? I would rather drink. Yeah, I'd rather drink that than a mimosa. Um, I like the coffee stout, the Wawa 2SP coffee stout. It's not bad. It's like a sip, a sipper. Um, and I'd drink it again. Can you taste I'm the coffee? No. Hmm. No. Did you get a jolt of energy? I don't think so. Um, I would prefer not to, honestly, at this hour. I'd rather just feel the alcohol anyway. But uh, She's yeah. trying to come down from a stressful day, Mackenzie, so gotcha. she's not looking Absolutely. to be up right now. She's looking to be chilling on the couch in her house clothes. Absolutely. Um, this doesn't have to make it, but why was it stressful? Because <laughs> <laughs> every day isn't every day stressful. This is a day of a realtor. Yeah, okay. a real estate agent, yeah. Mackenzie, trying okay. to put deals yeah. together with spitting duct tape. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> and that can make make the edit. All right, I'm a transparent person. <laughs> yeah, okay. the two ingredients that you need. That's Got it. it. 
That's it. Well, I mean, Bill, you're not the bourbon guy. You know, you're not committed to bourbon every week. So, but how is your bourbon? Johnny Drum's delicious. I first had it at uh, Village Whiskey in Rittenhouse a few years, a few years ago with a delicious burger. Those two things cost me around 90 bones, but it was still very, very good. <laughs> it's good. It's uh, So I just had like a little splash of water in it because it is 50%. It has aromas of, it almost smells like a bourbon and Coke, believe it or not, which is a great really? combo, by the way. I mean, I used to drink that in my 20s. I can't do the Coke anymore. It's just too much sugar, but it has those aromas. So it is, it's really good. Um, it's, you know, bourbon's a little more oaky, a little bit more rough than the scotches I like. So it's just different. Very good for like old fashions, but I drink it straight too when I don't want to sweeten it up at all. And, uh, yeah, I have, this is probably my third bottle recently that's been on my bar cart. So it's in my rotation. It's in my wheelhouse. Probably will be for a long time, especially since I think it's under 30 bucks. <laughs> so, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so it's a, it's a good combo. That's great. Why did it cost you so much at a uh, Village Whiskey? We're gonna we're gonna email them after we email Wawa. Village Whiskey. <laughs> Village Whiskey is expensive, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think it was a. F- I think we had like I don't know. It might have been three bourbons and three burgers, but <laughs> I just mm-hmm. remember. I, I can't remember. This was a few years back, and actually, I didn't even pay the bill. But I remember <laughs> someone who did think I was thinking, damn, that was expensive. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. Anyway, Dina, do we have a winner of the tote bag contest? We do. We do. Uh, The winner of the tote bag giveaway is Juliana Jane. So it's Juliana underscore Jane, Juliana Bursack. Uh, You're getting a tote bag. She's a good friend of mine um, and she enjoys happy hour and a tote bag. She's a stylist, so she'll appreciate it. She'll put some dog treats in there for her dog. June, uh, and uh, when I get when I get her the tote bag, I'll take a photo and I'll put it on our Instagram. Uh, nice. And, uh, you know, if people keep sharing it, I'll keep giving them away. I don't really care. You know, I'm a, I'm a generous person. I think there's a limit, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, Mackenzie would know. I don't know. I feel like we should change our bios to uh, enjoys happy hour and a tote bag because I feel like that's just <laughs> Mackenzie's just j- dying to change the name of the show. This is the second time uh, in this I episode. <laughs> I know. What, what's the deal there? Uh, we'll get to the bottom of that. We're, we're coming up with so many good one-liners, mm-hmm. you know? We're, we're at the grass roots of this, so it's 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 always changing. We don't know where we're going with it, but it, we're going to get somewhere. So we're a little we're <laughs> flexible with everything. So maybe we're the tote bag. I, I have no idea. Maybe there's tote bag giveaways every week. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dean is making them in their basement. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I am. You're sewing them? Is Mary helping you? Um, Are we stealing I, these from anthropology? I don't even know if they make tote bags, but uh, they should. Um, but yeah, we have a tote bag operation over here. We, we have people. I love that. We We've, people. Got people. We've got a guy. Um, they run uh, on McDonald's coffee. Hell yeah. McDonald's coffee roast. review next week, ladies. Don't let me down. We're going to wrap up this show. We're going to be talking about McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> which is I mean it's a game changer I don't know if the internet is ready but um, it, the internet is never ready <laughs> <laughs> you know alright All right. ladies let's do it again next week thank you very much thank you thank you see you guys bye, bye ladies bye.